It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, this episode is brought to us by IH Parts America. That's IHPartsAmerica.com, I believe. Uh, they can correct us uh, in a second if I mess that up. But International Harvester Parts, uh, these are the people you need to go to for your scout, travel all, all of that type of stuff. Um, we are going to be glad to bring back Jeff and Zade Ismail from uh, IH Parts America today. They've just returned from Ultimate Adventure 2021. You want to talk to them today, John? Yeah, sounds good. All right, so how's it going, guys? Can you both hear us all right? Oh, yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Did I have your website right, ihpartsamerica.com? Yep, you nailed it. All right, just wanted to make sure that I did. Um, and you know what's, what's funny is, uh, you know, since we've been doing this in the last couple shows that we've had, John, about a year ago there, um, you know, we've had people ask us about uh, where to get international stuff, and we always make sure that we tag you on Facebook or wherever because uh, you've been so kind to us to come on the show and talk about awesome off-roading stuff and international <laughs> harvester stuff, and always a pleasure to have you uh, gentlemen on the show. Thank you for coming on again. We appreciate you giving us the time to, to tell our story, you know, and, and uh, discuss all this stuff about IH and, and keep keep IH out there and, and let people know, you know, these are pretty cool trucks and look out because the prices continue to climb on them. <laughs> yeah, they have. So uh, you guys just got back from uh, Ultimate Adventure 2021. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. That was a blast, man. Let me tell you, it's so much funner when you have a rig that's built really for the event, you know, much more capable than our than a scout. Um, but also like body damage wasn't a concern really. I mean, it's always a concern kind of, but it, it didn't, you know, no, no tears shed when, when all those crinkles and dents happened on it. It's like, Hey, that's what we built it for. So it was just so much funner cause it was just like, you know, mash and go on, on that thing nice. on a lot of the obstacles and, and, uh, it did pretty good. I mean, for being something untested relatively, I mean, I had 250 street miles on the truck, all short, like nothing huh. more than like 12, 15 miles. Parts run time. Trips. Now, and, folks, uh, if you want to see what he built this year, you need to go to hashtag UA2021. But, uh, Jeff, Zay, tell yeah, us. Look up uh, hashtag Project Hideous. Project Hideous. <laughs> Project Hideous. So, what yeah. is Project Hideous? So, Project Hideous, it's a, it's a 1952 uh, International L110 truck. And it's, uh, I put it on a a 1980 Scout Terra Traveler chassis, the 118-inch wheelbase chassis. So um, with our CPT product line, we offer a lot of suspension components for the for the Scout chassis. So it only made sense to put our stuff on the Scout, on the Scout chassis so that we can also, you know, we're, we're test durability testing the stuff and also uh, testing out a couple new parts on it. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's what we sell the most of. And then do something unique with the old body. Um, 
we ended up calling it a trout, you know, because it's an international truck on a scout frame. So a truck's nice. trout. And, uh, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it's unique. You know, everybody that sees it is just like, wow, I haven't seen something like that before. And, you know, it's been, it's been pinched in the front and there, and the bed's been bobbed and shortened in two different places. And, you know, it's, it's kind of got that funky look to it. And, and, the rough patina which is i like and, and it's something that's you know a lot of people like and either like it or you don't but yeah um it's kind of it's pink of all things it's got you know <laughs> just some faded turquoise color or something that's just turned the thing mostly pink but uh but anyways it, it was a you know built up international 392 v8 um, of course i had to keep the uh, international motor and keep the core audience happy and, and you know, still following um and v4500 uh, Atlas transfer case, uh, old Medina 60 axles with 538 gears and air lockers, Ooh. and then um, 40 inch Milestar Patagonia tires on trail nice. speed locks. Solid, so it, solid it, choice yeah. of parts this year. Yeah, I'll tell you that all the parts uh, held up great. Um, we did lose fifth gear in the transmission on like day four or five, but um, we just quietly put it in fourth gear and kept on trucking. <laughs> That's and, common uh, NV4500 problems, man. That you, you, you'll yeah, fix it easy. Yeah. There's a story behind that transmission. I won't get into it now, but um, <laughs> it, it, it didn't surprise me when it let go. And it was just like, well, as long as it keeps going. And it, it gave us a couple of, um, oh, boys, you know, when, when we see the drivetrain get totally wailed over on the shifters Oof. or something happened, you know, or, the, or it got stuck in reverse one time. We couldn't get it out of reverse. And, huh. But, um it survived the trip, you know, and it, we just put a few more miles on it locally, just uh, running up and down to the car shows and, and uh, it's now on the lift. It's actually four bolts away from coming out. Oh. Parts are on order to get it, get it fixed up. Did you uh, fuel inject the 392 or did you run a carburetor? Yeah, I put sniper fuel injection on it. Um, hmm. Wanted to try one out. Not a lot of people always ask, Hey, do you like that sniper? We into the sniper. It's like, Oh no, let me try it out. Uh, did um, you like it or no? No, I like it. it. You know, simple setup, and and it's a it's a, a fuel only system. All I was really looking for was electronic carburetor, basically. So, nice. And I'm running a DUI distributor, so once the timing set, boom, done. I wasn't going to have a whole lot of tuning time on it. I knew that from the get go. So I wanted to put parts in. Like the DUI was a was in my travel all before so i knew exactly what kind of timing results i get out of it and it's like okay i'm gonna pop that in the timing won't be an issue and then it's just dealing with the fuel injection and what problems i had from the sniper was all you know uh user install related with just a loose ground and uh hmm. otherwise it was a pretty trouble free system and you know easy to install so no, was, no stalling out this year and getting towed up the trails <laughs> No, no, I didn't have any, any of that. With, you know, I made sure to design the fuel system to be as simple, everything as simple as possible. You know, a little 19-gallon fuel cell mounted in the bed with an internal pump and, you know, the lines on the opposite side of the exhaust system. And everything was new, you know. I mean, there was a few a few upgrades I needed to do to it. We did crack the frame, but on, badly cracked on the passenger side on the last day. We had to get Chris Durham to weld it up before the last obstacle. And then uh, just the other day, I was giving it a bath and crawling underneath it, and I found the driver's side cracked in the same spot. And in all honesty, it is something. It's my own fault because I meant to put. It's a spot I weakened the frame out when I did some 
when I installed the, the shackle mount and I meant to uh, put a strap in the bottom of the frame and, and beef that up, but um, I forgot. And uh, yeah, so it's cracking and we'll fix it though. No big deal. But nice. it made it all the way through. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So, okay. Um, are you allowed to tell us because John and I were just sitting there trying to review some of the videos and pictures we saw online, but um, there's not as much uh, social media out there as there was last year for uh, UA this year. Um, and so are you allowed to tell us where you guys went yet, or is that kind of like all super secret still? Oh, no, no. I mean, I remember every day that we left, we were able to, to say where we were at. But we started in McAllister, Oklahoma, and um, we old uh, local off-road park, Oh man, they all slipped my mind. There, there are so many of them. I know, uh, I know the feeling from last year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was like off-road park on day one, off-road park on day two, off-road park on day three, all different ones. Nice. And then day four was touristy day. Day five was Catamsi. Uh, I know that that in Texas we ended up down in Texas and uh, wheeled that place. That place was awesome. And then day six was tourist day, and then day seven was at the uh, uh, Escondido Recreation, Escondido Draw Recreation Area, just out of Ozona, Texas. And, um, yeah, that was, I mean, all the wheeling we did was just the whole week was kind of like day seven of last year, you know, I mean, almost to that degree. Like um, hardcore rock kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like day one, I mean, when we got there, and there's just like, you know, Boulder Stream Canyon that we're driving up, and it's just like, oh man, we're not messing around here. This <laughs> day two was some more of it, and nice. day three was even more of it, and it's just like, okay, I mean, this is. I'm really glad I brought something a lot more capable to, <laughs> to uh, you know, to, to tackle this stuff. I mean, again, we were still having some some little minor issues that breaking in the vehicle. With you know, day one was an electrical bug on the on the ground. We solved that. Day two was a. Uh, um, started getting some really bad death wobble Ooh. and we fought through that just kind of like changed air pressures and then finally at the end of the day at camp we got underneath there and uh, tightened up all the shackle bolts up front and that pretty much resolved that oh, i thought you were going to tell me you 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 finally replaced the one jeep part you put in the in the build or <laughs> no, something no no <laughs> there is a piece of jeep dna in the truck oh is there <laughs> see that's why you had deep yeah, death wobble that Parking brake handles, a Jeep part. Nice. Well, that's why you had death wobble. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, man, that that sounds pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I've been down to that Ozona area before. Uh, there's uh, some pretty serious rock crawling stuff down there, and beautiful country. But uh, the, your temperatures must have been up there. It's been a pretty hot early fall because you you went in September, correct? Yeah, we we just got back there. You know what? We were just there a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was it was hot. I remember day two of the trip when we were still in Oklahoma. It was something like ninety six or seven Oof. degrees, and corrected with humidity, we were pushing like one hundred five or six. Oof. And Ouch. it was just hot that day, just super hot. And I, I remember getting into camp, and it was something like nine o'clock, and I got my shirt off, and I'm still like sweating, and people are jumping into the river that we were camping next to, and it wasn't the most freshest flowing river, but it was. Cold. It was refreshing, you know. I, of course, showed up with no water in my jugs. They went and got me some water out of the river and took my bath that way. But he jumped in and 
Yeah, it, it was it was hot. You know, during the week it did start to cool off, but um, but there was times we got hideous, pretty damn hot. I remember on one climb, I got I, I just was having I got past the hard obstacle and I had to winch out of it, and then was just needing to get up this other spot and uh, kept fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, and finally got to the point I just boiled the you know the temp the engine temp was running the sniper was showing like two forty two and then. The, the other engine gauge that I have, which is in like back part of the cylinder head, was was had the, was pegged at like 260, oh. and um, like I lost the steering, and finally we just winched out, and I pulled it up out of the way, and we took the hood off, and and the vent line for the PSC um, canister was uh, for the vent line was melted. Ah. It got that hot. Wow! Jeez. But the old 392 so. survived. Oh yeah, it did fine. You know, we just pulled it up, took the hood off, just kind of wrapped it up for a while, and just cooled it, cooled it down. I mean, I was there working it for a while, man. And I mean, it was just, and it's still a fresh motor. I mean, it only had a couple hundred miles on it. So yeah, nice. It still was breaking in. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw uh, in uh, it, one of the posts you punched a hole in one of your oil filters. Yeah, that was, <laughs> um, I think that same day we were, we were due for our, uh, we were heading off for our sponsor video. And I was following Stephen Watson in his his K30 truck, and you know that's he's got he braces that thing like a king of the hammers and stuff, ah, all nice. link suspension. So he would like haul ass and and you know, but but he would always stop at the corners and wait for me. And, you know, I'm in my tractor trying to keep up, and <laughs> we came around this one corner and just hit this. Didn't see this hole and hit it really hard, oh. bottomed out the suspension. Well, I've got these like clear window floors in the in the truck. Ooh, but we had cool. our it was so hot that day that we had our floor mats covering them just trying to keep any heat <laughs> out of the cab and i was watching the oil pressure gauge just going man we just hit so hard i'm just i just wonder you know and we didn't have much further to drive and we stopped and, and before i was even getting out josh uh from tsc uh was already there going dude you you got a bad leak going here and i was like oh no and i'm thinking the worst and Fortunately, we just smacked the oil filter and it, it tweaked it. And mm. um, Dave Hamrick, one of the leaders, he, he was driving a Ford, and you know the Fords in International fortunately use the same oil filter. So, nice. Hey, you got an oil filter? Oh, like, yep, I sure do. And nice. Put it on and replaced it the next day when we were in town. But uh, yeah, the, the, there's some tweaking to be done there too <laughs> as well to, to correct that so that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you you built a truck from scratch though in less than a year here, and and took it out. So did you yeah, put, did you put air conditioning in or no? It's got air conditioning, but it nice. just couldn't overcome the amount of heat that was coming through <clears throat> the floorboards and transmission yeah. tunnel. Well, know, especially on those really hot days, or if you're sitting there crawling low speeds and stuff. So, but of course, when the, on the dusty road, oh yeah, you're damn right. We had that cowl vent shut and, <laughs> and the windows rolled up and that AC on because that was better than heat. Dust. What kind of AC you got? Like a vintage air, or do you just have like some factory AC in it? Yeah, like an old air or something like that. One of those companies. Just, it, I needed a heater, anyways, inside it, and a, and a defroster. And I had this in my office, this combo under dash unit. And I'm like, I'll just throw it in there. <laughs> it's not a very big condenser in it. I mean, uh, evaporator in it, but it, you know, it blows cold air, and it's it's better than nothing. You know. Oh, for sure. Nice. So, yeah. uh. So this year, uh, there was definitely some new readers, uh, some new people, some old people on it again. Um, 
when did you know i you know everything i kept reading and seeing and i was talking to chad who i know didn't go again this year i know he was considering it but decided not to uh from quick draw brand but um when did you know for sure that ua 2021 was on for sure probably not even four or five weeks before we actually left <laughs> wow yeah like down was... to the last minute <laughs> Yeah, they were. It all had to do with sponsorship deals and stuff before mm. it was a go. And I mean, I won't get into detail on, on that stuff, but um, but that's you know, it, you got to have the money to pay for a big event like that, and that's what they were trying to work out those last deals. And finally, they got all the, you know, all their ducks in a row and said, okay, it's a go. <laughs> so nice. I mean, it might have been a little bit more than that, but it wasn't much. I mean, I know Trent didn't have a whole lot of time to to plan it. And, you know, it was kind of like, you know, wait, 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 and then, okay, hurry up, get it all done. So well, that's I'm why there was no build this year either. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, you mean there was no UA-sponsored build, basically, or there was no. Correct. Yeah. Oh, bummer. So, yeah, uh, they didn't build anything new, so Trent brought his scout back out. and Nice. Well, you were and, probably uh, the one guy who did build something new for the event. I know I was. I mean, and, and you know, like Christian really, all the guys really liked it. I was real humbled by how much these guys really liked the truck. But I, I kind of told him, I was like, well, I was like, you know, I, I've watched what you guys built and was channeling your, your spirit hearing a lot of this <laughs> and going, okay, you know, how would you guys, how would Christian build this or how would Vern build this or Trent or some, you know, or. Chris Durham or any of these guys, you know, that build these UA rigs that are very successful going at, on the trip. So, and, you know, the, the constant formula that I would solve was low, wide, and then if it had leaf springs, they were spring under. And, you know, I've always been a spring over guy, so. And know, not worry about the body. And, yeah, not have to worry. It was an older truck body, nothing special. So, get some dents, it gets some dents, you know. And uh, it did pretty good. I mean, still got some door dents. I got got a little cap dent. Um, one of the rear fenders, the driver rear fender. For whatever reason, the driver's side got more wadded up than the passenger side. Usually I wad up the passenger side because I can't see what I'm doing. But the passenger <laughs> side came out flawless. And driver's side's all thrashed. So. You're talking about some of the uh, body damage. I can't blame the spotter on that one. <laughs> I was uh, looking through some of the, the pictures from it. It looked like I, I think it said it was day four. The Colorado smoked a tree. Yeah, the big white one. Yeah, that was one of them real dusty days. We were just following each other, and, and uh, man, there was times you know I was slowing down next to nothing. I was hoping I wouldn't get rear-ended because I had <laughs> tiny little tail lights on the back. But um, I guess the Colorado just they like said he missed a turn. Guy in front of him hooked to left, and he didn't see it, and he was so thick on the dust, and just went straight Oof. into. Were they okay? Tree, but you know, hey, I'll, I'll give Chevy its slogan like yeah. a rock. You know, it, <laughs> it just uh, backed out. It didn't leak any fluid. And wow. It kept going and camped that. that night. It took a big. I, I heard them beating. Somebody <laughs> was beating some serious sheet metal, and then I realized, oh, that's what they were doing. They were hmm. climbing out the hood and strapping it down and stuff. So, so it, it looked like a pretty a hard hit in the pictures. They broke a lot of parts, but they just they kept on going. Yeah, so, nice. That's cool. Did they they ended up completing everything then? I wouldn't say everything, but as much or as most... they could. I mean, they were still nice. there at the end. Nice. Very good. Yeah, cool. I mean, some of the trails we were doing on the last day was just best, you know, just uh, you park right here and come watch, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Did so, all yeah, of when the... You're, down, when you're out of spare axle shafts and, <laughs> and spare drive shafts, and you've already replaced the, you know, rear differential ones, and 
You know, yeah. so they, they had a pretty pretty hard beat with that, that hmm. truck, but uh, it kept on going. You know, like I said, it still drove back after the last day back to the hotel. Nice. Did all of the participants make it through the whole week this year? Yeah, yeah, everybody made it through. Um, you know, one guy had to do a, a rear differential, and and actually, even the Dana guys had to do a rear differential too. Ooh. So yeah, there was there was quite a few breakages. I mean. Uh, one guy in the, in the Ford dead side, Dave, he, uh, he spun the axle tubes on the front diff Oof. like twice. And, uh, he was, he was fighting like a squealing issue that he thought was a throw out bearing and they ended up replacing the throw out bearing and it wasn't it just to find out it was like a PCV vacuum issue on the engine. Ah. That was just, just some high pitch wheel. So, but everybody, yeah, I think, you know, everybody finished, but whether they were wheeling, you know every obstacle. I mean, honestly, like we there's a few obstacles we didn't wheel either. I mean, and there was some optional stuff. It was just like, yeah, if you want to, it's like, yeah, you just go ahead. Like I said, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that wheel for the week mantra on that one. No. All right. So we haven't heard from Zaid yet. I know he's on the line. Zaid, what was your favorite part of uh, UA 2021 this year? What like there had to be something that you just loved. What was your favorite? Favorite part was probably actually wheeling this year and not having to sit on the sidelines and replace fuel pumps. <laughs> Did you get to drive this year? Yeah, well, we're we're working on that. Working so. on that. <laughs> Maybe next no, year. I mean, honestly, really, the the wheeling level was pegging my talent levels, and I don't know, <laughs> you know. With the pro- with what problems we were having, I mean, it wasn't huge, but I don't know. Like you said, there's there wasn't like any good, there wasn't any miles for wheeling where it's like, here you want to wheel for a little bit. It just wasn't that. It was all gnarly wheeling. But nice. anyways, getting back to them, it's you know, yeah, it was some good wheeling this year. What uh, Jeff? What was your favorite part of the whole event, or maybe a favorite rig or something like that? Oh, I said, just like Zade said, you know, not having to work on the rig. I mean, we had our little stuff, but we were able to really enjoy the trip this year and not have to keep like one eye on a gauge or anything. It was, it was just cruise and and you know, like I said, the the wheeling was stepped way up, but we brought a rig. You know, we brought a gun to a gunfight. We didn't bring a knife to a gunfight, so to speak. So, um, you know, there there was just some flogging of that that poor truck, you know, a, a lot of obstacles and stuff that I can't remember when I, when's the last time I wheeled that hard like that, you know, I mean, that's just the honest truth. And, you know, I've got the Rubicon here and there's, there's hard wheeling there and stuff. I mean, this was, this was stepped up, <laughs> you know, this, this, this was like no messing around on, on some, like I felt almost like the last day that we were, we were rock bouncing on buggy trails, you know, it was, it was gnarly the last couple obstacles that we did. I mean, that's what kind of cracked the frame on the truck because it was just a, uh, it mashed it through there. Do you Picked think the gear and you know clear the runway was basically it? I made sure that the last the person in front of me was, it, it was a long canyon, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going until I see them completely almost at the top because <laughs> I don't want to have to slow down at all. I need my momentum. And um, there's some videos out there. I don't four wheeler posted one up on their Instagram page uh, just a few days ago and. You know, it was just cool. I mean, we just started mashing up, came over, got stuck on a big rock, and just kept the throttle going and turning the wheels left and right. Finally, that thing just kept going and climbing, and you know, it's just you're just flogging it through these trails, these, these, these 
total Boulder Street Canyon. It was hmm. just awesome wheeling. So is that he- was what I mean. It was just so much fun. I mean, that's how much fun we got. I mean, it was just so much fun to wheeling, just being able to, to do all that stuff and just have a truck that could do it. Well, I can't wait to watch it on TV too, because those are always pretty good uh, recaps. But uh, so, is Project Hideous going to uh, see another day, or was it a one and done for this rig? No, uh, we're going to do a rinse and repeat. Um, Sweet. I'm hoping to get you know two years out of it. So it's it's on the list right now, getting tranny fixed. So we're going to weld up the frame and beat that up. Um, had an engine mount problem that was causing the fan to hit the shroud. We're going to get that resolved uh, maybe put some more heat shielding underneath there to get so that we're not two pieces of burnt toast in a toaster oven <laughs> um, you know just just improve on it uh, it did really well I think out of the box I feel like we were really pleased on how it did it, for, for what problems we had was and how hard we beat on it I got no complaints you know it, it's just like it sucks fifth gear you know I'm, I'm already the second time I've torn into this tranny and a little over a thousand miles. So like I said, there's a little bit longer story to that, but um, so I'm a little disappointed to be going back into that again, but otherwise, um, you know, the rest of the stuff just held up really good. So they're just going to fix it up. I hope to do some snow wheeling here this winter and, you know, hit the Rubicon and Fort Ice and, and then go on another ultimate adventure. Well, definitely, we want to get out someday and wheel with you guys on the West Coast. Uh, um, you know, it's tough for us being all the way out here in Michigan, but, uh, you know, it's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Let, let me ask you this, and, and you can you can decline to answer this and that. That's totally fine. We don't get political on the show or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, last year, with all the COVID stuff going around, I know there was just so many weird precautions, and, and we had to wear masks and all that. Did you have to do the same thing this year, or was it more relaxed and... Um, it was much more much more relaxed. We did have to get uh, temperature checks in the morning. Okay. And I think that was it. Like, that was the only time we had to do anything COVID-related. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't at the end of the day it, being in Hideous because they would have been like, uh, Jeff, Zade, you guys are 160 degrees. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. We were, we were definitely been, uh, you know, failing those, the temperature tests in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Just a couple episodes ago, John and I were talking about um, some interior treatments of the rigs that we're building right now, and uh, a couple of guys on Four by Four Talk, the Facebook uh, group that we do, uh, were mentioning to him like, "Dude, you need to put some heat <laughs> yeah. shielding in your truck because it gets hot." And uh, yeah. I I agree with him. Uh, you 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 said you did like plexiglass floors or something in uh, Hideous? Yeah, yeah, we ended up. Um putting it's called like high impact acrylic yeah that sounds um, awesome welded the floors where these these pieces kind of float in there and and it's cool i mean you can see stuff in fact it's like if i had the floor mats down i would have seen an oil leak right away but um it's you know it's it's cool but on the hot days like this the function level of it it's like yeah it's not (laughs) a functional i'd rather have had a piece of steel and then you know some more um lizard skin and and uh what am i using underneath that stuff you know something similar to dynamat under there you know just different layers to keep as much heat out of that cabin yeah. as possible well john it's kind of like a glass bottom boat ride you know you can drive around a boat and you can see the fishes and stuff but yeah. in hideous you can drive around and you can look at the roadkill 
I like well, it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've always said you if keeps the we smell ever get out. And get like river crossings or something. I want to see oh. the, the salmon spawning as they go, <laughs> go through. You know? Nice. Pull right in and see, you know, what, what's the fish doing or something. Yeah, put a little removable door in there. Drop a line down. You're good to go. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, hey, switching gears here for a second. Unless there's anything else you want to tell us about UA 2021, and we'd love to hear if you got anything else uh, that you want to tell us. Uh, is there anything else you want? To, let me just let me ask you that then. Is there anything else? Yeah, you want yeah. To... I mean, you know, stay tuned. Uh, uh, Motor Train will have on its on demand. We'll have the like five episodes coming up. I want to say they said like around 11 November 27th or so to the first or second or. So end of November, first of December, you want to look for those episodes, the uh, the full length ones. You know, like I said, what's out there is just little tidbits they've been offering. But I'm uh, real excited to see what they come out with there. Nice. But otherwise, um, yeah, like I said, it was just um, another awesomely put on um, event. You know, and kudos to Trent and Vern and Christian and all them guys and, and all the cronies for for uh, putting on another great event and, and helping everybody like they did. They were busy this year fixing stuff because the wheeling was so much harder. So, um, yeah, I mean, just like I said, thanks to them for, for another great run and having us, and, and we look forward to coming back for next year. Very, very cool. So um, what is – new at ih parts america right now you guys got something anything new in the works or anything like that because it's been almost a year since we've talked to you last on air and you guys are our favorite international harvester parts supplier so uh you know what do you guys got in the works right now i'll tell you i've been so busy here working on hideous for the last 10 months i'll let zade tell you about all the new stuff they've been coming out with over there what do you got zade where do you want to start <laughs> oh man what well what are you what are you most excited about right now we got fuel tanks now we have custom dana axle assemblies Ooh. we're now offering air four nine inches lots of new little suspension components here and there a lot of new body items but we're cranking out new parts here by the day so uh let's start with the fuel tanks um I know, I don't remember if it was you guys speaking with or somebody else that we spoke with at one point in the past. Um, I know that that's been a problem getting decent fuel tanks for like the scouts and stuff. Are you reproducing the original scout tanks or building like aftermarket ones that are better or what are you doing with fuel tanks? Uh, both. Both? Oh. That's awesome, man. Is, is that true that like a few years ago you couldn't get like decent tanks for these things? stock tanks you can't get decent units for but we're doing like a 25 gallon aftermarket tank nice that just improves every characteristic of filling up your scout how many gallons were the original tanks uh, about 19 oh, oh extra six sweet. gallons that's an awesome upgrade that's very very cool and you said dana axles are you doing like in four nine inches are you doing like bolt-in assemblies for the scouts and stuff yeah, we're starting it into it. A lot of it's just in-house work, but more and more people are catching on to it, and it ends up being a better value savings for them in the long run. Very cool. all new stuff. Now, are these remanned? Uh, well, I mean, obviously the nine-inch wouldn't be. That's Ford stuff. But uh, like the Dana forty-four for the front is this remand Scout stuff, or is this all new? All new. Brand new. Brand nice. new. Um, are you able to do uh, different options for people as far as? lockers or traction control ring pinions and all that how much you want to spend we can do whatever nice very nice 
Well, that's really cool. So, like, um, you know, my buddy Dan down the road's got a, well, he actually just got rid of it, but let's say he, he wanted to buy a, a different front axle for his Scout. He wants a bolt-in. Let's say he wants 488 gears in a Detroit locker, and he wants a completely rebuilt axle, all brand new parts in it. That's something you guys could do, put in a crate and ship to Michigan? Yep, we've done it before. Awesome. That's good to know. That, that yeah. really is. That's uh um, and you said you had some, what was some other parts you said you guys are doing right now? Um, we're doing just a lot of different parts, like adapters just for coolant pipes and you will, you will fill your necks and we're doing a lot of different items. You know, it's not just suspension or drivetrain related. It's body, you know, it's body stuff or it's mechanical stuff or it's, you know, it's little things here and there that a lot of people overlook. Well, absolutely. Electrical pigtails we've come out with recently that, you know, the guys in, in, in the parts department are constantly taking calls of all the different stuff that's being requested that isn't being offered. So and if it's something that we think we can make in-house, we look into it, boom, we're, we're offering it. So like electrical pigtails, just like they said, the fuel nice. filler next for the Scout 2. Uh, those are stuff we're reproducing that looks just like OEM. Uh, the... Uh, we're working on also some leaf spring setups too, some custom springs working in conjunction with Alkin Spring out of Colorado to come up with some combinations to enhance our CPT suspension. Nice. They're so, a great uh, company. Alkin's great company. We've come company. out with this year for the 8800 line. Uh, the 80s we're almost done with. Um, they've been a little bit fidgety on the pump now. We've been trying to, you know, we always want to make sure something's right before we start offering it to the general public. But, uh, the you know just drivetrain wise is where where we've been at or, or any any of those parts that these guys are calling for that they can't find anywhere else and it needs to be made you know that's what we've been trying to gear up for and, and get get out there on the market cool. that's that is like super awesome that you're doing yeah. that um i'm going to focus on one part here and i know you just kind of glazed over it real quick but uh you said filler necks and um that's something that i've recently had to deal with uh Ford Excursion, uh, which had been out of production since 05, I needed to replace a filler neck. And Good luck. Yeah, exactly. I, it was like a six-week back order on the filler neck. I finally got one. It took a couple of months to get one in. Where do you uh, find it? Uh, Amazon or something, but the, huh. it was not cheap. But um, So is that the same type of thing you were seeing with the Scouts? Like nobody could get filler necks for them, and so you just started reproducing them? Yeah, they were the early Scout 2 ones were plastic, and, and they were... The way they put the vent line, they were terrible for the fill. The vent line would get choked off when you filled it, and they cracked. So everyone would put the later ones in. So we're burning up a lot of the later ones, but at the same time, the later ones are made out of metal, metal rust. So, you know, you get really bad, nasty ones. And we've sold everyone we had, you know, and it just got to the point where it's kind of funny. I mean, we came out with them, too, and a couple of our competitors came out with them, and we were like, we, we talk, but sometimes we don't talk, and it's like we're all working on the same part. It's like, well, whatever, you know. We all know that we weren't copying each other. We were all honestly working on the same part. We just didn't tell each other. But, <laughs> you know, for us, we, we have the equipment to make the part in-house. So it's not like we were nice. farming it out, too. You know, we've already got this high-end um, exhaust tubing vendor there that can, you know, pretty much pop it out as super fast. And then it's just adding the vent lines and the little brackets and stuff that takes all the time to build it. Hmm. 
I mean, but those like those are the parts for an enthusiast that sometimes can be the the difference between wanting to continue a project and not. Like when you get to a certain point, you can't get a certain part, and it gets so frustrating. Um, you know, companies well, like, way, you get your whole project done and you can't even put gas in it to drive yeah. it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 exactly. John, you look like you had something you wanted to ask or say there. No, I was just agreeing with that. Oh, I mean, okay. that's, you know, things that the, the dealership I worked at, we had issues with filler necks with a lot of vehicles. So I was amazed you found the excursion one because I spent like three days trying to find one once. It's it's just amazing some yeah. of those parts and whatnot. The, the, oh. Something you wouldn't even think of. Something so simple and it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah, think... Like little electrical pigtails, you know, guys are wiring that too. up these scouts and uh, they've got... They're trying to wire them up, but they want to keep their original gauges. I mean, yeah. I can respect that. They're they're trying to keep the inside looking original and all that. But of course, the original pigtails are all old and crusty. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're rewiring it. So finally, like, hey, we'll just buy all the little parts and pieces and make them up, and boom, you know, we got new pigtails for them now, and we're just popping them out in house. That's super cool. That that's just awesome. So, if our listeners uh, need international harvester parts, not just Scout, but uh, you guys sell parts for travel alls and for trucks and for uh, all sorts <laughs> of IH stuff, um, they need to go ihpartsamerica.com. But if they don't see what they need on your website, I know you guys have more things in stock. They need to be able to give you a call, correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, we're not into tractor parts or anything, although we might have an oddball oh. NLS part or something. Um, and But we also do sell a lot of uh, manual for these things, service parts, owner's manual. Is that know, through Binder Books? books? Yeah, BinderBooks.com. That's what I was thinking with that stuff, yeah. Yeah. So if they need manuals, we've got them there. Or we actually have tractor decals we sell on that site. Oh, nice. Um, but on the IH Parts America side, yeah, you will find parts for your scout pickup and travel all on there. And then, yes, if you don't see it on there, just give our guys a call or shoot us an email at sales at IHPartsAmerica.com. And we'll get right back to you and see if that's something we can help you out with. What's the best number to reach you at if they need to reach you via phone? Uh, 530-274-1795 is our main number. So if you get a busy tone or something, just try back. We have four lines coming in, and it's quite common to have all four pegs. We get more phone lines, but until we can get more bodies to answer them, that's just how it is. Sounds like the phone's where I work. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we've yeah. we've said it before, um, and we've said it even in the last year or so since we've talked to you uh, when we've mentioned IHs and stuff on the show uh, you guys are true enthusiasts, and we highly recommend any of our listeners that are uh, working on anything International Harvester to deal with IH Parts America because, I mean, these guys have been super cool coming back on the show several times yeah. for us, talking about UA and just various projects and taking time out of their busy days to do this. And, uh, you know, true enthusiasts are the type of people who bring these uh, parts back to the market, too, oh, yeah. which is... Uh, you know, a lot of companies would just say, well, it's not available anymore, so too bad. Yep. <laughs> um, you guys are building um, everything that people need, and, uh, you know, that's why we're a big supporter of IH Parts America, and we really appreciate uh, you, Jeff, and Zade, for, for sure, coming yeah. on again and again over the years well, we here. we appreciate it. Like I said, we're, all we're trying to do is preserve history. That's our number one goal. And number two is making money doing it so that we can keep doing number one. You know, and it love just, it. <laughs> Absolutely. So as long as we can, you know, keep doing that and, and enjoy what we're doing, and yeah, 
like I said, and keep keep these old historic trucks on the road. It, it you know, it can't ask for a, a, a better better way to live your life. You know, nice. Yeah. You know, uh, before we wrap up, and we are getting close to that time, folks. Um, Zade, last time we talked to you, you were doing something. Uh, you were trying to put together a 392 for your truck, was it? Or a travel all, something like that? Possibly. <laughs> did, did you remember, or have you just built so many of them in the meantime? Well, I'm, I'm sitting next to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting next to it so what happened because i seem to remember like you said you went through set or you bought a motor and you had to do all this crazy machining and everything to it and trying to get it going and like is she going now well the machine shop took it back and they supposedly fixed it it's just sitting on a pallet untouched so i, I rebuilt the original engine in the meantime and i have about a thousand miles on that one and it's working fine Nice. So you are driving the tr- so it was a truck or was it a uh, travel all? It was a truck. It was a truck, and you're you, are you driving it every day or or like driving it here and there? Yeah, it's it's getting driven pretty often. Cool, cool, Very cool. So the machine shop uh, fiasco then has not yet resolved with the three ninety two then. Well, it is resolved. You just- in theory. in theory man you're being very vague on this we're kind of wondering what's going on with this thing (laughs) well it's like like you just said it's still sitting there on a pallet it's been kind of a sore subject you know it came back with a machine shop it got assembled it 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 ate ate the cam bearings out of it and had some other issues uh, went back to the machine shop and you know Zade ended up rebuilding his 345 out of the truck and it's running fine so the, you know the re- the 392 just recently came back like when we got back from ua waiting on a pallet so, nice yeah it, it's just been a source that just sometimes things just don't work out a yeah, good winter project we know how yeah, it goes. it's on a total loss there's a three if anybody's looking for a good rebuild 392 <laughs> got one on a pallet right here ready to go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, guys, uh, I know it's getting late for us. Uh, you guys are a little earlier out in uh, California there, but um, we uh, you do do you have a brick and mortar shop by the way where people can walk in? Oh yeah, yeah, we've got a, a actual showroom. Guys can walk in and. What are your business hours and what's your address? Uh, it, we're seven thirty to four thirty Monday through Friday. And we're at one nineteen East Picknight Way in Grass Valley, California. So we're right off Highway 49, uh, right next to a Chevron gas station. And, hmm. you know, like I said, we've got a full showroom. They come in, buy parts and shop and buy knick-knack stuff and touristy stuff. And then cool. they want to tour and come see our shop or whatever. It's, it's three buildings on there between that and buying your books and stuff. But we're happy to show anyone around. Next time out in California, I'm definitely getting that tour. Oh, yeah. i got to come out and do some wheeling. Like I said, we're, we're just, you know, a very short drive from Fordyce or Rubicon. Nice. Very, very nice. I just want to get one of those uh, old fridges from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got all my fridges and freezers. And That's all awesome. Sorts of stuff. Awesome. Uh, well, gentlemen, we're going to let you go this evening, but thank you so much again for coming on the show. Yeah, greatly appreciate uh, it. Yeah, appreciate you, know, you having us. You're welcome on any time. If you get a new product that you're building or anything like that and you want to feature it, um, you've always been a great supporter, and uh, we love talking to you guys on the phone, and thank you so much for coming on. You bet. Like I said, I really appreciate you having us and letting, uh, giving us the platform to tell our story. Have a great yeah, one. Thank night. you. Have a great one, guys. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye.
I always love talking to these guys. Um, you know, so much passion in the IH oh, yeah. parts. And I just love what they're doing and keeping it alive like that. Making the stuff people don't think about, you know, that is a necessity. Again, the filler necks, the fuel tanks. So many platforms die because you can't get the little support parts, you know, what you need to keep it going. And I love that they're doing that. Even if it's not a platform I'm terribly involved in, uh, I'd love to be one day. But I just I love knowing that there are companies out there like that. Yeah, I mean you you can just see the passion and yeah. you can see the just the enjoyment in this. And like I said earlier, there's some companies that when they run out of a stock on something, that's oh, it. So bad, yep. you know, they're continuing to make these parts. So. Yeah, I had a uh, a piece of dive equipment like that. It was um, an LED module I ordered from the UK. I had a minor issue with it. I shorted one of the pieces out and tried to order new ones. Like, nope, we uh, don't make them anymore. We ran out of parts and don't make them. Can't Too get bad, them. so sad, right? Yep. It's like, well, I spent three hundred bucks on this thing, or three or three fifty shipped. I used it once, and that was it. So I was pretty upset about that. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. Well, anyways, folks, um, like we said before, this episode is brought by IHPartsAmerica.com. Um, definitely go on there for your international harvester, travel all, scout, truck, uh, small, medium-duty truck parts. Check them out. Uh, they are supporters of the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, which we talk about on the podcast all the time. If you are interested in hearing more about the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, you can go and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under that, the Museum of Offroad Adventure. Easiest uh, places to find us. And we also have a Facebook group for four-wheel drive history stuff called 4x4 Museum. <laughs> and uh, request to join that, and we will let you in there, and you can see some cool stuff as well. That is not to be confused with 4x4 Talk. Uh, that's more of the interactive page for folks you guys listening to the show. Yeah, again, a couple quick questions gets you on the page there. That just helps keep out all the the spam and the fake bots and all that trying to message about, you know, car warranties or jobs that paid an obscene amount of money for doing nothing, <laughs> things like that. So post pictures of your builds, ask questions, interact with other listeners. Uh, if you want some more content, uh, make sure to check us out patreon.com slash radio. And very soon on the, the Podbean hosting service as well, we'll be offering a premium service there. So get access to the end of the trail. Uh, that is the after show that we do. Every recording session here, we get into some other cool stuff. Usually start by cracking open a beer and uh, or other beverage and go from there. Have a good time. A lot of content we can't necessarily talk about on the air or forget to. So that's where we go. <laughs> so I don't think if we got anything else. That's yeah. it, man. Well, thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody. 